Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. But the teachers are alive. They're not books. They are the very living essences of nature itself. What a strange person. Unbelievably powerful supercomputer that's running our reality, and we don't have a clue yep. as to how to operate it. So when maybe you or somebody else creates an AGI system, and you get to ask her one question, what would that question be? outside the simulation. Say in your mind, say to yourself, I am more than my physical body because I am more than physical matter. I can perceive that which is greater than the physical world. State near the Great Lakes. It's Lighting the Void live, and I'm your host, Joe Root. We're live on KTLK. 
digital broadcasting. I'm using this new system, so y'all have to bear with me, but I think I got this thing. I think I got it figured out. It is Tuesday night, September the 29th, 2020, and our guest tonight is going to be talking about some spiritual stuff, transcending victimhood to a life of freedom and a story of sleep paralysis and some of the stuff that you go through during these things uh, that might indicate a little bit of uh, spiritual ascension. Kind of kicks off of uh, what we were doing and talking about last night uh, with Marilyn Hughes, which was a fantastic show. So I want to thank uh, Marilyn for coming on, too. That was a really cool, a really cool show, actually. I enjoyed it very much. Um, here's the thing, though. Tomorrow night, Kathleen Martin's going to be on. So we're going to kind of go talk about aliens and ETs. We're going to get back into that. I think that's important, too, especially as we move uh, towards Halloween. I don't know. I like to talk about aliens when we get head towards Halloween. But I talked to Pacho, and we might be coming up with some uh, new bits here on this on the show, too, as well as having guests on. Uh, before we bring Sheila, I want to tell you guys about TheFringeFest.com. Make sure you guys go sign up at TheFringeFest.com. Also want to thank the patrons for supporting this show. And I want you guys to be on the lookout for the new content coming towards you. And thank you guys so, so much for supporting the show the way you do. You can always make a one-time donation or join our members to support Lighting the Void. And please go download the new apps. Uh, I think you'll like them. There's a chat room in there, but our main chat room is over. You're welcome to use it. But our main chat room is over at discord at the fringe.fm forward slash chat room that will get you a direct link and invite into there now i gotta say something here just as reasons to support the network too if you guys get anything from freighter xavier or amalia or ian make sure you use those code words too because we're definitely sending traffic towards them and they're saying somehow or another people are getting stuff but they're not using the discounts which i have no idea why you would do that um, but if you put that code word in, not only does it give you a discount, but it also helps us cause they kick us back a little bit. Right. So it helps support the network too. So make sure you guys do that. And we wouldn't promote anything that we didn't believe in here. Um, all right. So let's get this thing kicked off. I don't think, oh, the shout outs on the, uh, Google app. We're still working out the bugs on that, but the Alexa app and the iPhone app for the fringe FM works. And when in doubt, you know where to go. Talk, stream live, or the paranormal radio app. That's the place to go. Those are our best partners as far as apps are concerned. All right, so let's bring on our guest. Sheila is here with us. Sheila Price Brooks is here with us. And after secretly living with sleep paralysis for over 30 years, Sheila has broken her silence about her struggle with the phenomenon and the impact it has had on her life. And since overcoming sleep paralysis, her spiritual transformation has brought many gifts. She's emerged stronger with continually unfolding spiritual abilities. And through her growing online platform, she not only provides support and alternative options to those suffering from sleep paralysis, but also expands the current thinking around sleep issues in general, bringing those who suffer from disorder sleep patterns to a path of positive spirituality. Now, you can go check out the website for reference tonight at Sheila Price Books, and that's spelled Price as P-R-Y-C-E, Sheila Price Books dot com from jamaica sheila thanks for coming on the show thank you very very much it's my honor to be here tonight with you all well i got to, i have to hear your story about sleep paralysis uh i just i i have to i really do 
Um, how okay, did, how so did this like, do you want to go into it now? Yeah, please, uh, if if you don't mind. But you know what? Before we do that, let at, on your website you do have some stuff where you offer uh, free, where people can just get a free ebook for signing up to your mailing list. What kind of things do you offer with that mailing list? Just just like free support and advice for people that suffer with this too. Yeah, as well as um, tips, practices, exercises, things that you can do um, if you experience sleep paralysis. It's it's a, it's a bit broader as well. If you're kind of on that kind of spiritual path, there's things like meditation techniques, grounding techniques, other things that you can do that, of course, um, and I'll go into it a bit later, but all of these things help with your sleep paralysis because it's all part of the same thing. So um, it's really a, a good idea to sign up. We can stay in touch. I'm quite active with my mailing list and um, I know people who are on there and we talk quite frequently. So it, it's, it, it's quite a good thing if you sign up um, and then we can stay in touch. That's cool because you do, mm-hmm. I can already tell you have a very gentle vibe and people, I would assume people with sleep paralysis kind of need that. Um, but yeah, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to hear your story, like when it first happened and how you dealt with it. Um, well, when I when I first experienced it, I wasn't sure what it was. Um, it was before, I suppose, the internet was available. I mean, I I had I had the experience, and I won't call it. Um, well, at the time, it was like an attack. I did feel um, I, I, I was vulnerable. It was when I'm sleeping that it would happen. I was in my mid twenties when it first started. Or shall I say early 20s it was when it first started. And I really didn't know what was going on. I kept it to myself for a very long time. Uh, Didn't tell anyone, didn't tell my my family or friends, no one, because I really didn't know what it was, really. Um, It was at a time when there wasn't much information about. I used to go to libraries. um, I used to look for books to see if there was any mention of it. And for a long, long time, there wasn't anything there in the public realm which gave me any comfort in terms of my sleep paralysis experiences. Um, What would happen, it it, it always happened when um, I, I I would be sleeping and then at some point during the sleep state, the experience would happen. Um, I can go into and explain the experience for some of the listeners who aren't sure, you know, exactly what sleep paralysis is. Well, I think um, um, because we talk about sleep paralysis and out-of-body experience frequently on the show, I think most people kind of understand, um, you know, broadly that it's when you're when you just can't move, you're wide awake, but your body's asleep and you can't move. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you kind of you, you go you go to sleep normally, and then at some point it feels as though you've woken up, but you feel you know that you should still be dreaming because you're not awake in the awake sense. And you know, you're you're lying there in your bed, and you look around, and it's completely dark. And at, at you you definitely get the sense that something somebody you're being watched there's something there you're just not alone in that space 
and then you not all the time but sometimes you feel the pressure on your chest and it looks like it's an entity and a few times I saw the entity that was on my chest as well as the others that were there watching in the darkness peeping um, and that's when the panic sets in, you see, and you try to, to scream or shout and you just can't move your body. You can't move your mouth, your arms. You're just pa fixed, paralyzed in that state, terrified. I mean, I was able to make grunting noises in my throat. Um, so then, you know, my family was on watch for that. If they heard, if they heard that happening, they would know, you know, to wake me up immediately if they heard that going on. But there's also times when you know, I've been able to, to kind of watch the whole episode from above which now I know is, has, well, it has the term um, astral projection, uh -huh. you know, where I'm, I see myself and I, I, I see all that's going on. I can see people in the house. I can, I can see myself on the bed. I can see the entities that are there, you know, and this is all whilst, whilst I'm in the sleep state. And, and each time it happens, you know, when, when, when you eventually wake yourself up, you kind of know that something kind of otherworldly just happened. It was not a normal sleep dream state experience. I mean, yeah. there was no storyline, no characters, no real events apart from that very strange experience that you go through you know so you you you're, you you know if you experience sleep paralysis you know that something very strange just happened there that was completely different to having a dream or even having a nightmare it just wasn't anything like that this experience just feels so so real you know mm -hmm. um and then the things that you're able to do as well and the things that you're able to remember i through the the, the astral projection, I was able to, 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 to tell my family what I saw and what happened, you know, uh, when I was sleeping. And it was actually so. So I know for sure that the, the experience must have been one where I was out of my body at that time. And I was able to, to go to different places and, and see things that were going on. So for me, sleep paralysis is very much... Uh, a spiritual type of phenomenon, one where you, your non-physical body, and when I say spiritual, I'm not talking in the religious sense, I'm talking one where it's about energy, it's about your non-physical body, and your non-physical body being able to enter different dimensions and have different experiences whilst it's in that, in that state. So it's something that I've experience for many many years i've been i've been free from it or shall i say i've transitioned through it now for for about two years i've not had one of those experiences and i did have it chronically for the best part of 30 years um as you said i i was i was having it regularly you know the the term at that that i would say at at that point was they're gonna get me they're going to get me. They're going to get me when I'm sleeping. They're waiting for me to sleep, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was, it was a, a very kind of difficult, difficult time 
and and you know it's a difficult thing to go through especially going through it on your own um because you really don't you don't have any foundation in terms of what it is that's happening and where to go for for help you know and uh, lots of people that experience sleep paralysis uh end up you know how you're talking about feeling something on your chest or whatever they end up uh, seeing entities there's a there's a you know, in my case, when I was a child, I, I got sleep paralysis, and there was what's what's it's kind of a terrible thing to say, but what's called as the old hag, um, a very nasty, old-looking, ugly woman that would come around. You know, um, things like that, and I don't know, I don't know if that's just our mind because we're in fear, or if that those are actual, you know, entities or whatever. What what do you think about, or have you even heard of that? Yeah, um, I've heard of the the old hag, and um, it has different names in different cultures because uh-huh. um, this sleep paralysis is it's it's global, and all all kind of countries and cultures give it a, a different name for that experience. You know, right? Um, but for me, I didn't see the old hag. I saw more like um a succubus uh, a demon type thing large oh. fat round it was you know goggling eyes that kind of thing that was the entity that would pressure me uh, put the pressure on my on my stomach and i saw the shadows the shadows were there in the background um that were watching the experience as I was, as I was going through it, as I was laying there, you know, um, uh, and there's a there's a picture that that's been painted. Oh gosh, Henry, I've forgotten the guy's name. Um, it was painted in the 1800s, and when I saw that picture, I I couldn't believe it because I said, that's the entity that used to come at night. You know, and it was, it's the fact that it was captured in a picture. So clearly the same thing that I would see at nighttime, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and f- for me, there is also something about, um, from a, a, a spiritual perspective, about us being able to kind of share thoughts and share images. And that's exactly what's going on when we have the sleep paralysis experience, we're kind of all seeing the same thing, which again um, makes it difficult for me to believe the, because there are different theories that are going around in terms of sleep paralysis, you know, difficulties with REM sleep, all different things are going, are going around in terms of what's causing sleep paralysis. And for me, for me the only theory that fits is the one that relates to the non-physical energy and what's going on in different realms and the fact that these realms are around us all the time and that things are happening that we can't see with our eyes but they're still going on in different dimensions all around us. And it's when we sleep that we are able to kind of transcend different dimensions and engage engage non-physically with with some of the things that are going on around us you know yeah yeah i mean i myself i've had an out-of-body experience um too i just i know that some people get sleep paralysis and never 
it feels like that I don't know that like they never get away from it. And what so what do you think is going on there spiritually when people are having constant sleep paralysis? What are they really dealing with? Um what I've come to what I've come to understand and to learn is that it's persons who have a a specific spiritual acuity in the sense that some people, well, we're all psychic to different degrees, but some of us are able to have more heightened experience because of our psychic awareness and abilities. Okay. And, yeah, and um, if... And there are those, there are those of us who are, have a specific acuity in a, in a kind of psychic sense or energetic sense. And it's at that point that you're able to engage with sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis doesn't happen to, to anyone. You have to be quite unique in an, in an energetic way to experience sleep paralysis or it, it it may that you, it may be that you've gone through certain things at a certain point in your life which has caused you to spike in a particular way which means that you're able to engage sleep paralysis on that energetic frequency so it's almost like tuning the the old time radios where you're able to kind of tune into a specific frequency at that at that point in time and by tuning into that frequency you are then able to engage with sleep paralysis you're able to have an obe um and 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 project astrally and you're also able to have very clear lucid dreams um as well once you're able to hit that frequency so for persons who are experiencing sleep paralysis I would also say that once you clear away the sleep paralysis, because it is possible to kind of transcend it, you then enter a higher psychic kind of realm where you're able to to do a range of other things and a range of other abilities can then show themselves within you once you allow it. And I think the key word is once you kind of once you allow it, the sleep paralysis keeps you trapped because of the fear that you're experiencing. So you, you kind of, you're, you're kind of staying at that, that point at that frequency where you're, where you're constantly fearful of what's going on. But once you can transcend that, you kind of raise yourself higher psychically spiritually energetically however you want to term it and that's when you kind of release this box of and access a whole plethora of different psychic abilities that you've always had but they've been there latent but the fact that you're experiencing sleep paralysis means that you're able to engage with them at a higher frequency what were what were some of the first things that have oh go ahead i'm sorry no i i was just saying i'm hoping that i've kind of explained it in a in a a clear way no no, yeah because like when most people talk about um sleep paralysis usually what i hear from them is that 
you know, they, they talk about how it's, um, like they talk pretty scientifically and biologically, um, what's really going on there. And I've always thought that at least in my case, and, and from what you're saying that it was some type of, uh, I would say spiritual trigger or something like when we're in some type of transition, um, it seems that we're going through that. And I would, other than like being able to, uh, get out of body though, what are some of the other things that started happening to you or some of the gifts that you realized that you could do? It took me, it took me a long time. Um, it took me many, many years because I was a victim to sleep paralysis and, and I still feel as though I was victimized during that time. And, um, you know, I was in a place where I was afraid to sleep. Really? I, I tried so many different things, you know, I, put my bed in different places. I slept in different rooms. I slept with the light on. I used candles. I used incense. I had the Bible in every room, you know. Yeah. Um, because I was, as I said, I was convinced that they were coming to get me. Um, wow. I didn't know how to get rid of them because I thought it was some evil, e- evil kind of thing that was after me. So you a lived bit, in like, like, like psychological suffering, torture kind of like suffering. Yeah, for sure. That's exactly, um, how I felt, you know, um, at the time and thinking back, definitely, uh, it was, it was psychological yeah, it was psychological torment, but yeah. partly looking back now, I was also bringing it on myself, but the experiences were very real for me. So what else could I do? You know, if I know that this is going to happen when I sleep, then I would be afraid to sleep and I'd go for days without sleep and then doze off and it would happen, you know? Um, so there was that, that, that that level of torment there and it went on for 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 years for decades it went on like that and trying to live with it and and dodge it as I did I tried to dodge it whenever I could you know um but I feel as though I've been able to transition it because as I said I've been free of it for about two years now and just to go back to your question, because you were asking me about other psychic gifts and abilities, I think that I've always been—I've always been the the person who friends would come to for advice. Um, somebody was in trouble, I would—I would always be there. I would always get strong feelings about things, you know, about the best things to do, what to do, when to do. Looking back now, I know that, or I can see that my intuition at that time was very, very strong. I didn't know much about psychic abilities and and psychic gifts. I didn't, you know, I just knew, I think at that time I knew about things like tarot cards and Ouija boards and being able to speak to dead people. I think that was as far as my knowledge went back in those days in terms of becoming a kind of a spiritual, more kind of 
psychically endowed person i didn't know much so now my my thinking and understanding is far more developed and i think that for persons who experience sleep paralysis the clues are there in terms of your psychic and spiritual abilities the clues are very much there if you were to 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 get past this fear and kind of really look at yourself under a microscope, gotcha. you would see that the, the, the startings of that is there. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right. Okay. Well, we, ha- we are uh, up against our uh, first break here already, but that's some interesting stuff. I think that there's got to be somebody listening right now who's going through this as well. And I would say that this would be a good website for you to visit if you are go check out the website right now if you can because i know uh, it's very mobile friendly to it sheila price brooks and price is spelt with a y we'll be right back more lighting the void coming up stay with us Com. That's ancientlifeoil.com. Are you stressed? I mean, who is it? Anxiety creeping in? No, not that. Is sleep hard to attain because your brain just won't slow down? We're living in crazy times and the fear knob has been turned up. Okay, there's an answer. Take a big breath, exhale, and go log on to ancientlifeoil.com. CBD, broad and full spectrum, organic and non-GMO CBD for you to enjoy. Change your tune from fear to calm. From brain overload to clear thinking, 0.003 THC on full spectrum and 0% THC on broad spectrum. Competitive pricing with the best quality. Also know everything is going to get better. No worries. Be happy. CBD can help calm so your nerves don't think they're a six-string electric guitar. Enjoy life. Smile. 
and log on to ancientlifeoil.com for great CBD. That's ancientlifeoil.com. You'll be glad you did. Filled with the latest paranormal news, trending topics, and fresh articles from some of the most popular critical thinkers in the community today. Stay informed on your favorite paranormal podcasts and live streaming talk shows. Interact with the telepath and upload your paranormal story or pics. It could be featured in an upcoming edition. Sign up right now for the free telepath newsletter at paranormal.radio. That's paranormal.radio. I'm done running with the wolves after hunting down a half-ton bison. I look forward to a mind-teetering escapade evening on the Fringe FM. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. The city of Portland, Oregon, banned the use of facial recognition technology. Portland joins a growing number of cities in the United States that have outlawed the use of surveillance technology. Artificial intelligence researchers and civil rights groups are worried about the accuracy and bias in facial recognition systems. The concern is the effectiveness of correctly recognizing people of color and women. Japan is joining in on UAP identification. The Japanese military has been given instructions to record and report sightings of unidentified aerial objects, which could pose a potential threat to the country's security. The Japanese Minister for Defense issued instructions following the U.S.'s DOD's founding of the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. Every news report, I report on things I never thought I'd be reporting on. And today, it's autonomous ships. Testing has begun on an autonomous ship called the Mayflower. The solar-powered research boat will aim to cross the Atlantic next year with no humans aboard. The Mayflower will be officially unveiled on September 16th, the 400th anniversary of the Mayflower's departure. And during its transatlantic crossing, the supermodern ship will retrace the Mayflower's original route from Plymouth to Cape Cod. Modern technology helps find an ancient buried site. The U.S. is not typically known for ancient discoveries. However, a team of archaeologists flew high-tech drones over Kansas, revealing circular earthwork thought to be linked to a famous indigenous site known as Ensenoa. Located in present-day Arkansas City, Kansas, near the Arkansas River, the ancient circular-shaped ditch measured 50 meters wide and approximately 2 meters thick. 2020 has not only been an exciting year for UFO sightings, but also the sightings of the Loch Ness Monster. Recently, a tourist claimed he had spotted the Loch Ness Monster while on holiday with his family. This is the seventh official sighting this year. The tourist recorded the dark object near Point Claire on August 29th. And earlier this year, a fireman recorded the sixth sighting of the Loch Ness Monster. So maybe 2020 is not the year of the UFO, but the year of the Loch Ness. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie.
All right, welcome back to Lighting the Void. Thank you guys for joining us here every weeknight, 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern. That's when we come on. And uh, tonight, we're talking about sleep paralysis, which is uh, something that we're familiar with, but I think we just sometimes during this show, we kind of overlook the fact that some people still have to deal with this uh, sleep paralysis because we talk so much about the out-of-body experience that I think we forget the fact that people actually have to deal uh, with sleep paralysis as if, like, they, they never come out of it. Um, and that has to be, you have to imagine how psychologically, uh, I would say, torturing that is, especially if it messes with your sleep. And our guest and I had went through that for a long time, Sheila Price Brooks, and but it helped her come out uh, spiritually, and now she coaches people spiritually through these types of things. And, um, you know, I, I understand, I think, Sheila, how how when your sleep gets messed with, how when your sanity gets messed with, how you can become, I mean, even people that, that constantly have nightmares all the time, you know, they start to develop anxiety and, and maybe think something's wrong with them, things like that, because when we sleep, that's when we recharge, that's when we're supposed to be at peace, that's when everything's supposed to be okay, you know, and uh, it's not very fun when you're constantly being tortured. I, I, I give you an example. Um, I, I would... I know I had a false awakening once where I kept waking up thinking I was awake and everything was fine and I would reach over and try to tap on my phone and the screen would go out and then weird things would happen. And I'd be like, well, you know, I'm, I'm not awake. And then so I would literally try to, and I don't know if you're familiar with this, Sheila, but I'd literally like try to wake myself up so hard I could feel my eyes shaking, you know, um, like, you know, I'm not awake. And then just really try to wake up and you can feel your eyeballs shaking. And then I think, okay, I'm awake. And then reach over, touch my phone again. Weird stuff started happening. That happened four or five times until I actually woke up. But the, when I did get to that last level before awakening, there was like an entity like four inches in front of my face. And I often wonder, number one, what that's about, if there's some spiritual stuff going on there, and uh, if that entity had anything to do with keeping me in that state. I don't know if you can speak on that at all. Um, I've experienced the, you've called it a false awakening. That's right. Yeah. Um, I call them, I call it, I've, I've experienced, I've experienced that several times. I call it dream loops where I'm, I'm sleeping and it just feels so, what I'm doing is it feels so like I'm awake, like I'm talking to you now. But then it happens again, it repeats, and it continues until I finally wake up. I've never experienced seeing any entities during the the dream loop or the false awakening experience. I've not experienced that at all. But I would say definitely that it is, that it is definitely possible that um, that was an entity that you saw. Now, I'm not clear on whether or not this is a uh, it definitely when you're sleeping you go into different dimensions your physical body yes stays on the bed but your non-physical body is able to to traverse the different dimensions that are all around us all the time 
Um, and it's within that, it's in that non-physical state that you have this dream loop that you, it's, it's far more than lucid dreaming because you actually feel like you're awake as though the experience is definitely happening. But because you're not, you can engage with other, other entities who are in that experience with you, who are sharing that experience with you. Um, I'm now understanding, and I, and I say that I'm now understanding because having experienced the sleep paralysis and transcended it, um, I'm now experiencing so much more when I sleep. In fact, my sleep, my sleep life, I mean, when I sleep, what happens when I sleep is so much more busy than my day experience, you know, and I've and I've made a deliberate intent that I want to understand more so what happens when I sleep, you know. And I think that's also part of it. You've got to set the intent, set the, have this clear statement through your whole being that says, I want to understand this. I want to know more about what's going on, you know. Um, I want to learn from this experience. And that completely changes your perspective of what happens when you sleep. I, I know that I'm able to do I'm able to do so much when I'm sleeping. And apart from, yes, I travel all different places, I can things appear instantaneously. I don't even think the thought, it's just I want something, it's there, you know, I'm having yeah. different conversations with people, I'm working through things, things are coming to me um, in a symbolic way, so that I have, so that, you know, and I'm waking up with the different symbols and experiences, more so. Um, so I know for sure that when we when we sleep there's a whole lot going on and it's not just at one dimensional level there are different dimensions there's different hierarchies of um of of entities and levels of engagement that happens when we sleep and i think that the the more i'm setting this intent that I want to know what's going on and learn from it. The more I'm being shown when I'm sleep sleeping and the more I'm learning about what's going on when I'm sleeping, you know? Um, and it's a fantastic experience. I mean, I'm, it's, it's, it's one that I'm enjoying tremendously. Um, and it's also helping me to shape my life and the lives, the lives of people around me. So I would definitely say that your um, false awakening could you you definitely if you, if you saw that entity there it's highly likely it's very very much possible that that was an entity and the sleep paralysis entities they, I see them as gatekeepers because they want to keep us where we're, where we are in that in that place of fear so we don't transcend we don't move forward we don't develop and grow and there's something about especially right now it's a it's a there's a time of growth spiritual growth that's going on and 
there's always two ends to the scale and there would be an end that wants to prevent that from happening as well as an end that wants to promote your growth spiritually you know you so the gatekeepers right are there to keep you sorry you believe that's going on right now with the uh, covid and everything that for sure yeah. oh for sure okay for sure there's a huge movement going on there's a huge movement going on right now you know and one of the things that i'm i'm always saying is don't give in to the fear you know don't let the fear control you you've got to release the fear and look on be be positive keep your spirits high you know don't get sucked don't get sucked in at all at all at all because um that's just keeping not just you but that energy kind of that that energy spreads and then it, it keeps a whole proportion of humanity at that lower level so it's very important to keep positive keep high not be sucked in think of you know keep your energies as high as possible especially right now you know yeah yeah i'm yeah, totally with important. you on that too because i think yeah. i mean we we've discussed it a little bit here and, and i've also looked at i don't know if you're into astrology or not but i've looked into that too and it it there's some stuff going on that's kind of like, uh, kind of forcing, forcing people to deal with it, but it doesn't, that sounds bad, right? Like, but I think, I think there is an awakening going on for sure. Um, and I would say that anytime that that happens, and I could be wrong about this and maybe you could uh, help me here, but anytime that that happens, it seems like there's this, I guess you could call it the, the, the enemy, the adversary, or something, the parasite, the darkness. Something wants to try to stop you from waking up. You know what I mean? And especially if you're doing it at a rapid level, this seems like something just comes out and is like, whoa, we got to stop this. Let's throw the fear at them. Let's throw the uncertainty. Let's throw everything we can at them. Bad dreams, you name it. Don't let them wake up. Um, am I making any sense, Sheila? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because I think the reality is, is that, and I don't like to use the words good and evil, you know, but um, maybe positive and negative is a more softer term. But there are negative forces as well as positive forces. And it's, it's, it's in the interest of the negative force for you to stay at that level, at that lower level, and not progress and not elevate. I mean, they draw their strength from that. So it's in their interest to do whatever they can do to keep you there, you know? Yeah. Um, and this is all at an energetic level, but the energetic level manifest can manifest itself physically within you. Um, so, so, so as you said, it can be negative thoughts, thoughts about, you know, self-worth, worthlessness, mm. lack of control, lack of power. It, it, it can manifest itself in so many different ways. 
your job is to rise above it and to notice when it's happening and to nip it in the bud immediately and rise above it, you know, to the more kind of positive, lighter energy so that you can shift so that you don't remain a victim. There's a lot of um, victimhood going on at the moment and a lot of power struggles going on at the moment and a lot of control. It's all about control right now. I think we're all being controlled right now. So it's important to to see above that and not, not get sucked in, rise above all of that and and refuse to be controlled and to buy into that you know um as much as you, as much as you can um i mean that has it has wonderful payoff it has a wonderful payoff as well i mean you know it affects your 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 health your vitality you know you have a different outlook on life and that in turn has um an impact on the life that you live and your quality of life and everything, everything around you, you know. So yeah. it does make sense to try to try and, and, and stay away as much as possible from that, from the negativity into the positive, into the positive side, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, I totally agree. That's a thing that, that's a thing that, well, you were talking about a while ago, uh, I do control, right? You'd mentioned that. That's something that I've had to deal with too. And, uh, and people that are close to me have also had to deal with that. Not, uh, not so much about identifying the fact that they're trying to control stuff or I'm trying to control everything, but it's almost like there's something that's asking us to listen, like let go a little bit, let go and have just a little bit of faith and relax. And it's not easy uh, when you've controlled certain things your whole life, you know, um, when you're when you're being asked to let go and trust, it can get difficult. Yeah, I think that um, I think that for the majority of people, it's very difficult to to kind of walk in faith and mm-hmm. to believe in and to believe in things that are unseen, because you you just don't know what's around the corner. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So having faith and and kind of living in trust in that way for the majority of people is is very very difficult and i think it's very very difficult if you are action orientated physically orientated if you're somebody that needs to know that takes security from knowing you know um that in its that that but that in itself is a is um is also a form of control as well having to know or needing to know having to know needing to know because you're then trying to to write a script you're trying to you're trying to dictate what should be happening um so so you're trying to control those circumstances yeah so yeah. so letting go is is and and and, and walking in faith is so, so important. I think that because I'm such a hugely spiritual person, I know that I'm not alone. I, I know that I'm not alone in anything that I do. 
I have a team around me, a non-physical team around me, who are there with me all the time, guiding everything that happens to me. And they, they, I walk in faith. I walk in faith all the time, you know, um, and I trust in, in the non-physical energies that I have around me because they know me so well. They know what I like, what I don't like, what I want, my desires, my dreams. They know it, they know it all. And they are part of infinite intelligence. So I know that they can conjure and put together anything, anything that I'm desiring far more better than I could. Now, are you talking so angels that, that, here? Is that what you're talking about? Or? Sorry? Are you talking about angels? Is that what you're... I'm, I, I wouldn't call them angels. I would more call them like non-physical guides, energies. Okay. Spirit guides might be a, 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 a term gotcha. to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, so with that knowing and that trust, it's, it's far more easier for me to, to, to walk in faith um, and, and to believe in things that are unseen and to know that things are going to work out. Now, I had um, this, that, uh, maybe I could ask you this. I had a, a pretty long discussion today about this, and, and this person was talking to me saying, you know, I, and they, they're definitely, they weren't tooting their own horn because they definitely are this type of person. They go out of their way to help others. They go out of their way to make sure that they just aren't about for themselves, even in work environments. They'll help everybody and make sure that they're okay. Um, and still yet they manage to come out on top and are quite successful. But in times of when things get hard for them, or when things don't work out for them, even in rare occasions, it always seems to them that no one's ever there for them, ever. And it be and this person was telling me how frustrating, how frustrating this is. How frustrating it is that just for once I'd like someone to pick me up and help me out. You know, I, where's this karma? Where's the justice? Where's where is where is it when I need it? You understand? And I couldn't answer them because I definitely see how they put out way more than their peers and their colleagues and help more. Um, and do you, you do understand what I'm talking about. When you're around a lot of people um, that just have an agenda and you're the only team player, it becomes quite frustrating. And so I kind of made the mistake and was like, well, have faith in the universe. And they were like, well, how can I have faith in the universe when I feel like I'm doing everything I'm supposed to, but it never, it never like karmically pays off for me when I need something, you know, even in the rare occasion when I'm falling, no one's there for me. You know, and at first I thought, well, this is, this is the victim mentality thing, but I could really understand the frustration. Um, and, and I understand how this person felt. I just didn't know what to say. So if someone said that to you, what would you say to them? What would be your advice? I, th I would, the person definitely needs to not wallow in self-pity. The, 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 
you get what you put out. So if you're in a negative place um, and you say, no one is helping me, no one really cares, there's no support for me, then that's exactly what you'll get back. Mm-hmm. Um, so the more you're in that negative kind of low energy place, that's what you align with. And so that's what you then attract to yourself. Even if you're the one, because I kind of understand what they were talking about. They said, you know, I believe you should be like what, treat others the way you want to be treated. So I always help. Uh, always. I've always helped others. And just, it's not like they wanted someone help and no one was there for them like ever. And they complained about it all the time. It was just, I guess they were saying, you know, it'd be nice if just like, the, nine, the one out of 20 time when I actually do need some support that someone was there. Don't you think I've earned that? You know, that kind of thing. Don't you think you that see, I've earned that karmically, I guess? I think that the person definitely needs to kind of expect that within themselves. Um, they, they need to expect that somebody will come and help them. That okay. they will get lucky that something positive is going to happen, you know, and that's where the walking in faith bit comes. But if they're expecting that no one is going to help them or, you know, if that's the side that they're on, no one cares or whatever, then anyone that would care would, would be deflected. I see what you're saying. Okay. you see, so so it begins. It begins with the individual. Gotcha. They need to kind of put out what they want to get back. Yeah. Now, the fact that they've been helping these people, you know, uh, along along the way, has been um, beneficial to the individual at the time because it's meeting that person's need. You know, they, they want to feel altruistic or helpful or kind or generous, and that's doing something for the individual. So, therefore, they're putting that out and, and helping out their fellow colleague or whoever it might be, you know. Uh-huh. And at the same time, the person is benefiting from that who had a need. So, it's a perfect match. I see. So that's why it's so important because it's so important then for that individual. I mean, even if something negative or they've perceived it as something negative has happened and they they feel like they've been knocked back and yeah. then they kind of feel as though no one is 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 helping out when they've helped all these other people. The helping of the other people at that time, they were helping themselves because it was meeting their personal gotcha. need. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes um, that makes sense. So yeah. we actually have to yeah. take our break here because we're at the top of the hour. But yeah, I'd like to kind of talk a little bit more of that when we come back. But that yeah, that makes more sense. I wish I would have answered that way because I don't think the answer I gave them <laughs> quite like made them happier or more understanding. But yeah, thank you for saying that. Uh, we'll be right back. We're at the top of the hour. We're going to do our uh, top of the hour break here. More Lighting the Void coming up. If you want to call in, it's 1-800-588-0335. That's our call-in number. Stay with us. More to come.
This is Aaron Hunter, host of Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast. And you're listening to The Fringe <laughs> FM. Hey, Fringe listeners. This is Dave Cruz, host of Beyond the Strange Radio, asking you to join us live Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. Visit beyondthestrange.com for links to chat, social media, and schedules of the show. And remember, always stay strange. Asta. Ancientlifeoil.com. That's ancientlifeoil.com. Are you stressed? I mean, who is it? Anxiety creeping in? No, not that. Is sleep hard to attain because your brain just won't slow down? We're living in crazy times, and the fear knob has been turned up. Okay, there's an answer. Take a big breath, exhale, and go log on to ancientlifeoil.com. CBD, broad and full-spectrum, organic and non-GMO CBD for you to enjoy. Change your tune from fear to calm, from brain overload to clear thinking. 0.003 THC on full-spectrum and 0% THC on broad-spectrum. Competitive pricing with the best quality. Also know everything is going to get better. No worries. Be happy. CBD can help calm so your nerves don't think they're a six-string electric guitar. Enjoy life, smile, and log on to ancientlifeoil.com for great CBD. That's ancientlifeoil.com. You'll be glad you did. With the latest paranormal news, trending topics, and fresh articles from some of the most popular critical thinkers in the community today. Stay informed on your favorite paranormal podcasts and live streaming talk shows. Interact with the telepath and upload your paranormal story or pics. It could be featured in an upcoming edition. Sign up right now for the free telepath newsletter at paranormal.radio that's paranormal.radio when I'm done running with the wolves after hunting down a half ton bison I look forward to a mind teetering escapade evening on the this Fringe FM this is the Rogie Report news on the Fringe FM I'm Jess Rogie the city of Portland, Oregon banned the use of facial recognition technology Portland joins a growing number of cities in the United States that have outlawed the use of surveillance technology. Artificial intelligence researchers and civil rights groups are worried about the accuracy and bias in facial recognition systems. The concern is the effectiveness of correctly recognizing people of color and women. Japan is joining in on UAP identification. The Japanese military has been given instructions to record and report sightings of unidentified aerial objects, which could pose a potential threat to the country's security. The Japanese Minister for Defense issued instructions following the U.S.'s DOD's founding of the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. Every news report, I report on things I never thought I'd be reporting on. And today, it's autonomous ships. Testing has begun on an autonomous ship called the Mayflower. The solar-powered research boat will aim to cross the Atlantic next year with no humans aboard. The Mayflower will be officially unveiled on September 16th, the 400th anniversary of the Mayflower's departure. And during its transatlantic crossing, the supermodern ship will retrace the Mayflower's original route from Plymouth to Cape Cod. Modern technology helps find an ancient buried site. 
The U.S. is not typically known for ancient discoveries. However, a team of archaeologists flew high-tech drones over Kansas, revealing circular earthwork thought to be linked to a famous indigenous site known as Ensenoa. Located in present-day Arkansas City, Kansas, near the Arkansas River, the ancient circular-shaped ditch measured 50 meters wide and approximately 2 meters thick. 2020 has not only been an exciting year for UFO sightings, but also the sightings of the Loch Ness Monster. Recently, a tourist claimed he had spotted the Loch Ness Monster while on holiday with his family. This is the seventh official sighting this year. The tourist recorded the dark object near Point Claire on August 29th. And earlier this year, a fireman recorded the sixth sighting of the Loch Ness Monster. So maybe 2020 is not the year of the UFO, but the year of the Loch Ness. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. Tonight is 1-800-588-0335. Well, that's the call-in number for most nights, actually. And tonight, our guest, Sheila Price Brooks, is here with us. You can go to SheilaPriceBrooks.com for reference. And uh, that is spelled, the price is spelled P-R-Y-C-E. And uh, basically, we've been talking about the sleep paralysis phenomena and how it how it's led her down a spiritual path of discovery and also her gifts for healing others, too. And you can go to her website and sign up on the newsletter there on her website. And uh, there's quite a bit of really awesome reviews there for her where people just kind of swear by what she does. And so when, when most people contact you, Sheila, what are they? what is, like, the biggest thing they say? Is it sleep paralysis? Or what's some of the biggest things that people contact you about? 
general spiritual areas? Just, I would say for sure, any, what, what's the biggest thing people contact you about other than sleep paralysis? It's about a blockage of sorts. So, and feeling stuck. So it might be um, related to mindset. It might be related to feeling a lack of purpose, a lack of, you know, what are you, what are you here for? Kind of just doing the same old thing every day. Um, but whatever it might be, it's due to some kind of a, a blockage, which then impacts on self-esteem and confidence um, and feeling powerlessness, this powerlessness, yeah, you know, well, as if, like you know, you don't feeling. have any control over your life. Yeah. Sorry? Is it like a hopeless feeling kind of sometimes? Yeah, that's exactly that's exact that's exactly it. And it's often one that is kept it's a very private feeling. Um and and it's and it's very much aligned to the to the sleep paralysis as well, you know? So um the the the, the emotions are, are are the same in terms of what you kind of how you kind of feel. You feel very futile. What's what's it all about you know will can things get any better mm-hmm. i think there is there's a deep down sense or a deep down knowing that life can be better that life can be transformed but it just seems so far away at the time you know um that seems, you could ever ever get there seems like happiness is kind of a a fallacy or a dream or some type of impossibility sometimes that's right. That's exactly. That's exactly it. You know, I think it's it's a bit of a shame that there's just so much unhappiness around, uh, and a lot of people are coping with and accepting unhappiness as the norm, really, and just kind of getting going through the motions each day, unhappy, unfulfilled, and not living life to their potential, and not even. Um, not not thinking about dreams and desires and they're just stuck in that place where life has got them in a rut. Hmm. I think that the majority of people, however it, it manifests itself, that's the real nature of the issue. And it's about moving from that place to, to a place of posit- more, higher positivity. Um, and from that negative place that they're at and moving them past that. I think the majority of people, it's, 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 it's that, that's the central issue. It's just kind of wrapped in different, different coatings. So would you say like sleep paralysis, I guess, is an actual living physical metaphor of what's going on spiritually? Like I'm stuck, I can't move, I can't sleep, I can't. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like and, I, there's and, no and peace. I can't move. I'm stuck. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're 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 controlled by unknown forces. You know, um, it is exactly it. It is exactly it. You know, unable to, and you have no power. You're disempowered, in fact, and you're controlled. In, in terms of your, your, your whole life is controlled. I know for me, 
my whole life revolved around the sleep paralysis. Um, and even when I'm at work in the day and everything, I'm thinking about what's going to happen later if I fall, when I fall asleep. Or what shall I do tonight to try not to not to have it, not to experience it, you know, because you have no control. And I think that a lot of people are stuck in that place where they have no, they feel as though they have no control. And I think it's also the same with sleep paralysis. Um, you feel as though you have no control. Whereas really, you hold all the cards, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think it's like that just generally for people who are unhappy or who are in, stuck or in a rut. You hold all the cards, you know? You just need to make that decision to make a change or to, to think differently or to see the other side of the coin, you know? You're just kind of one step away from a complete transformation. And perhaps that's what it's all about, that transformation, you know. Um, maybe that, that place that you're in, you're in that place to spur you towards that transformation and to that change. And that's when you will really, you know, be happy and shine your light. So, because um, sometimes, you know, these negative things do happen to kind of push you, to spur you. And um, you have a choice whether to stay in the rut or to move past it. I think that, you know, the rut can seem so dark that it seems eternal and endless and as if there's no light, no way out. Whereas really there is, you know, you've got the whole world and your whole life ahead of you, really. You just need to... To, to make that choice, to, to move towards it. That's something I say frequently on the, on the broadcast, too. Like, when we were kids, not knowing the future was awesome. You know, remember, like, oh, I'm going to grow up and be this, or I don't know what my life's going to be like. And you have all these dreams and desires, and, you know, it's not just one thing. It could be several things, but either way, it's exciting, and it's a journey for you. And you just kind of have a little faith. I think something happens to us when we're an adult, when we become uncertain or we don't want to take that next step. It just, everything seems so scary. Um, I mean, I, I, I really think that has a lot to do with our physical security and the, the monetary systems or the beliefs that they push on us to say, well, unless you've got, you know, nine months of savings and a retirement account and, you know, a million dollars in the bank, you're never going to be secure. And then, and then they push you to get in debt when you, when you have that much money and it's never enough and you never feel secure. And it just shouldn't be that way. I don't know why, but I, I don't think that, I think we should have faith in our abilities and what's guiding us like you're talking about. Yeah, most definitely. Otherwise you're constantly um, being controlled externally and you're constantly dancing to somebody else's tune and doing what other people think you should do rather than having that self-belief and faith in yourself and your own abilities. 
I think what happens externally, it creates fear, fear that you'll never have enough money, fear that you'll lose the house, fear that you won't be able to pay your bills. There's a lot of fear that is um, created. And again, the fear keeps you stuck. You may um, have, have dreamt of, I don't know, sailing around the world. But again, the fear of, of, you know, losing your job or not making a payment on whatever keeps you stuck. And so you die never having lived that, that, that dream that you want to. Whereas it was always possible. You could do it. You can do it. You just have to move past the fear. And the fear is created externally. And the fear has been kind of, you've been kind of socialized into accepting that fear as part of your, part of your norm. Whereas really, that's not, that's not how it goes, really. You hold all of the cards and you have the ability to, to live your dreams and desires and manifest anything that you want. Um, but again, it, it takes stepping back and and seeing that, it, stepping back and realizing that, you know, right. that you can do that. Because sometimes you're so caught up in the grind, in the in the in the in whatever you you've kind of convinced yourself you've got to get done. That is so so important. You're so caught up in that every day, getting on with that, that you don't stop to take a breath and look above the clouds and say, hey, things could be, things could be different. But you, you, you don't do that and then you just remain stuck and then the years pass you by. Um, and then you kind of have a lot of, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda really, you know? That's what I'm afraid um, of. And a, and, a, and a lot of sadness, a lot of sadness and a lot of negativity. Yeah, you grow up and, and then, then you grow you old and to, get all bitter. Yeah. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> yeah, it's the bitterness. It's the bitterness and the regrets that um, are really unnecessary um, when you can give things a shot, give things a go. Um, and if it means you've got to come out of your comfort zone and stretch, stretch out and go to, you know, speak to other people, get external support. Why not? You know, you have, you have the freedom to do, to do that and the freedom to change your life and live your life however you want to. So you can refuse to be controlled and, and, but it's not, it's not for many people, it's not an overnight thing. It's generally a gradual thing. And a thing that's very kind of personal and step by step, you kind of work yourself out of it, you know, and you change your perspective and then you start to have more faith and more understanding and you kind of realize that there is more to life than what you've been committing yourself to and that things can be done differently. And you have the choice, you know. And it's, it, it can start with a very small step in a particular direction 
you know, researching right. something, looking up something on the internet, just making that choice. And it gradually gains momentum and builds up over the days, over the weeks, over the months. And it starts to nag you that, that, and that's when, you know, you start to feel like, yes, I can do this and then make the change, you know? Right. Yeah. What do, do people ever come to you and say, Sheila, like I'm almost 40 years old. Uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do or what my purpose is. I know that I'm working a job and I'm paying my bills and trying to get by, but I feel like I'm supposed to do something different. And there's other people out there that seem to be living their purpose, but I don't even know what mine is. And, and they, it's almost as if they feel less of themselves because they don't know what their purpose is. Um, do people come to, to say those types of things to you too? Is that part of that being stuck? Yes, most definitely. I would say I hear that. I hear that quite a lot, you know. Um, and I think that there, there's there's something about us feeling as though there's something that we we should be doing. There's something greater than what we are currently doing. Um, that we align with that being our purpose that we should be that we should be living and you're often right and this is the intuition within you that's kind of speaking to you and and trying to kind of get you to to make the shift and it's saying that there's a gap between where you are now and where you really want to be you know, you could say your higher self, where your higher self wants to be. And so there's this gap between these two places. And it's because that there's this gap while you're feeling that that huge depth, that huge kind of futility between the two gaps because you're just not meeting, you're just not meeting that. It's very, very common for people to feel that way um and when people come to me and they do they they say that and sometimes they don't know what they should be doing or could be doing but they just know that there's something something different and something feels amiss within them and then it's a nagging feeling that just doesn't go away and they're quite right because there is something else you're being called. You should be doing something else. You know, work it out. Let's work through it. Let's go through it. Let's um, make that shift and that transition from where you are to live in your purpose. And your purpose could be, it, it is different for everybody. You know, for somebody, it could be cooking and baking or gardening or having their own business or teaching or whatever it might be it's different for for everybody so it's about looking at what that could be and making plans and steps in terms of moving towards that and it's amazing that transition you know when you see somebody make that shift and make that move when they're kind of living their their dream they wake up with a, 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 a what is it? A skipping your step. That's that's Happy, a good. Happy, yeah. excited, looking forward to the day. Can't wait to get on with it. You know, like it's a journey. Um, yeah, 
a journey. It is a journey. It is a journey. And a journey implies movement and transition. Um, and what happens is, is a lot of people aren't making that journey. They've kind of stopped. And life, our purpose for being here is all about growth and being on the journey. And yeah, about yeah. learning learning as we go along. That's the purpose. That's why we're here. We're not here, you know, to, to, to amass great wealth or to have a lot of assets or to buy different things. We're here to have experiences and learn from them and grow with that, you know, and evolve. That's what we're here for. Um, so you're right, it is, a, it is a journey, but for those who have lost their passion for life and are not sure about their purpose, they've become stuck at, at a part of that journey. And it's really just about a helping hand to move to the next stage of the journey, you know, yeah. because the journey continues, it continually unfolds. We're constantly having new experiences and expanding and learning new things and being faced with positive and negative experiences. But again, as I said earlier, it's all about your perception and something that you may perceive at the time is really negative can turn out to be hugely positive, mm. you know, and it could be if that thing didn't happen, that positive thing that that you're you're experiencing itself would not have happened you know at least that what uh you, what you perceive to be positive or negative i think sometimes uh you know if you don't know your purpose i don't know like we get polar like especially if we have children or we have a job and we got children and stuff and more people than just us we're responsible for and we're just flat out miserable, which I've been there before um, a couple of times, actually. And I, I don't know, at some point you just, I think everybody has that breaking point. And see, that's kind of what I have faith in, too. Like the breaking point, meaning they came to you because they just couldn't take it anymore. You know, like they're at that breaking point. That's why they're reaching out to you for guidance. Um and I think sometimes we feel like, well, I have to make this decision or that decision. But you don't have to do anything other than what you want to do. Like, you could stay in between and try to and play both until you feel, okay, I know this is the right way or something. I think we just, like, put too much pressure on ourselves sometimes, you know? Yeah, I think that um, it's strange how that happens, isn't it? How we kind of talk ourselves out of things you know we argue for our limitations and um the, the pressure is incredible that we put on ourselves um let me just tell you a little bit about me and about my story though is that i mean i always worked the nine to five or shall i say i worked the seven to nine to ten because i was putting in so many hours in senior management positions um, for huge companies. And then overnight, I just decided that I didn't want to live that life anymore. I felt the calling. I oh. felt as though life didn't have a, a purpose, 
you know, I had my, I had the house, the car, the children, the, the husband. I had, I had all of that. Um, but there was a huge, there was something missing. You know, I was tired of doing the same thing every day and I couldn't see an end to it. And I often thought, is this, am I going to just die? Is this life? And then I'm just going to die and that's it. And everyone else is going to just move on, you know. And then I just decided almost, almost overnight, I decided to give up the full time, give up the job. And I moved to Jamaica. Wow. And yeah, <laughs> I, I said life has to be different. And even I made the, I'll say I made the decision overnight um, and then put a plan in place to make it happen. And it happened, and I've not looked back. You've had a better um, life since then, huh? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, absolutely no regrets. <laughs> yeah, people always say that stuff about me, too. Like when I started doing the, the, the radio show, and I, you know, I had a house and, or an apartment, but I said, I, I want to do what I want to do. Uh, and I had to talk with my son about it, and then... I had to like sacrifice having a nicer home, but I'm telling you like the stress levels on me, the, the how I felt about myself, how I felt about life in general just changed. You know, it just changed. Even though I had to sacrifice some physical things, um it just changed for me. I would never go back and do that again ever. Ever, you know. Yeah. And I did it in the worst way. I didn't make a plan. I didn't do anything. I had nothing and I just jumped. That's how sick of everything I was. It was pretty crazy, actually. But everything kind of turned out, out, hasn't it? Yeah, it everything's kind of turned out okay. Yeah, I mean, and it does sound like you're now living your your passion, living your purpose. Yeah. Yeah, you I mean, know, I ain't going to say it wasn't tough or scary a few times, but, I mean, that's kind of when you also find out who your friends and family are. Like, who are the who are these people? that are really supposed to be in your life, you know, like all that stuff. But I got to say, like a jump to Jamaica, that, that that's probably what I should have did. Just <laughs> Jamaica, that's got to be better, right? <laughs> well, as I said, it's different strokes for different folks, you know. Um, you love the radio and mm-hmm. what you're doing. But I love the ocean love- too, dang it. I would go straight <laughs> to Jamaica. And do radio. <laughs> so, yeah. But I, it's, it's just really, it's just so empowering when you realize that you can make a change. You know, you don't have to accept um, the, the cards that you've been dealt with and that you have a choice, really, you know. And then what you find is that you make the choice, you experience resistance, you know, with having made the choice, but you go ahead with your, with what you've decided to do. And then it's almost as though everything shifts with you. So, so then you find that things just come, things fall into place for you, mm-hmm. you know, where you would have had certain anxieties, things can work out, you know, so where, where you were kind of stressing about it initially, there was really, really no need to, to do that because when you're in this new place, you then kind of start to 
things kind of coalesce around you and come into place to help you out and to work with you where you are, you know. And then the journey continues and you're constantly kind of moving along the path, you know. Looks like a... I have no idea what that is, but uh, I think Catalina's on the line, but her phone is playing music for some reason, so. Um, isn't that weird? That's the first time I've ever heard that. You <laughs> say, Cat, your phone's playing music if you called in. <laughs> or somebody from Montana's called in and is playing music. Maybe they put us on hold, but I'll wait. But no, yeah, I mean, I guess I could see that. So... How did, when you started doing, when you started having like out of body experiences and you talked earlier about like, um, meeting spirit guides and stuff, did you, I don't know if Kat is there or not. Let's see. Are you there, Kat? No, you're not. So did you actually meet these people? Like, did they show up in your dreams or, or what? Um, no, I, I've not seen them as people. Um, as people like you and me, what happens is is that I can, I kind of sense and I can feel when certain energies are around me. Different energies have certain, I, I kind of feel certain, I don't know how to explain it, but it's almost like when you get a sense that somebody is behind you or, somebody's in the room or something like that so I get a sense of different energies that are around me and I know that uh, because I also have it's almost like downloads of information just kind of comes to me and awareness and understanding of certain things will also just come to me so through that process I know that I have a, a core team but then there are times when there's a lot more others that will come into my focus as well. Gotcha. Okay. And right. again, yes. That makes sense. Uh, let me see. Uh, Kat, are you on the line now? Do you have a question for uh, Sheila? Yeah, on the line. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Sheila. I have a question for you. I'm going to ask you the question and get off the line because for some weird reason, some strange music comes through. <laughs> no, you're fine now, but that, I don't know what that was. It, there was... It sounded like uh, Enya or some kind of music. I don't know, but you're good now. We hear yeah, you loud and clear. Yeah, I heard it too, but I, I don't play that. It's strange. Anyways, um, I'm really loving the show and all your information, Sheila. So I have a question about um, the sleep paralysis. I'm really interested in timelines now and 3D, the third dimension, fifth dimension, and how it relates to timelines. But my question is for... Um, sleep paralysis do you think there's a possibility that when a person's in sleep paralysis that one of the reasons why they can't wake up is because if they're on another timeline that something they're doing is really important that's why uh, they can't wake up until they finish what they're doing in that timeline and then they can wake up and thank you and i'll take my answer off there all right cool good question did you get that sheila yeah, I do. I do know that um, with timelines, um, timelines, you experience timelines definitely when you sleep. 
that much I know. And you can enter into different timelines when you sleep. I mean, I've done that several times. I think that the sleep paralysis experience, though, is, is slightly different in the sense that you have left your physical body. So your non-physical body is, is literally available to roam around during that experience. And that's why I know I've been able to see the sleep paralysis experience from above. And so during that time when the sleep paralysis is, take, is taking place, I am outside of, I am not in my physical body. I'm outside of the physical body and I'm able to see it. Now, I also, and I, I really don't know how this is explained in a, a, a rational way, but it's almost as though t when we sleep, time doesn't exist in the same way that it does when we're awake time it's almost as though time folds in on itself and um things are happening in a different way time wise when we're when we're sleeping um i know that i've been able to in my non-physical state i've been in this i've been in different scenarios in different situations in the same at the same time so Time exists in a different way when we sleep. But during the sleep paralysis experience, yes, time is happening differently. But in terms of your, your, your physicality, you're, you're outside of your body at that time and you're witnessing the experience or you have the ability to witness the experience. It could also be that at that time you've decided non-physically to to go off somewhere else or you're doing something else. But there is an element of, of, of choice there and you're doing at that time whatever it is that needs to be done. I don't know if that helps. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty complicated stuff, though. Um, but uh, do you do journals too? Do you make sure that you journal everything now or do you just kind of remember it all? I, I, I journal, I journal maybe every two days. I definitely journal and write stuff down um, so that I can look back and remember it. But because it happens, it's, it's, an, it's almost an every night thing where I can say that the issue about time and how time functions differently in different dimensions and that's something that I've experienced in the sleep state, as well as the kind of the astral projection and the, the roaming around. I think it's the lucid dreaming that has helped me to, to see how time is, is functioning in a different way to our physical, to the, to the way how we're experiencing it now. Now, you also wrote a book too, right, called Beyond the Nightmare? How to transcend uh, sleep paralysis and awaken your spiritual gifts was this yeah. something that you feel like you were called to, to write? Was this one of the first things that you did? Yeah that that was that was um, that was the first thing that I did. In fact, and I think that's where the the whole kind of 
journey has kind of really taken off for me. I decided, I decided to come out, so to speak, about the sleep paralysis. Many people didn't know that I was experiencing it, but I've just decided that I need to, I need to kind of share what I know with the world um, and provide support to people and let people know that they're not alone with this and that they can get support if needed. I know that there are groups out there. There are Facebook groups and stuff like that that persons can join. I find them very much fear-based um, and, and they're kind of stuck in that mode in terms of evil and entities and devil stuff and, and things like that. So, and I think that the debate needs to be moved on. We now need to move past that and kind of look a bit more broadly at what's going on. So I wrote that book and that's in fact, uh, that's on the website, but it's a chapter of the full book. The full book is with the publishers. In fact, I've got two books now that are with publishers um, waiting for them to be released. And that's another reason why I say to persons that they should sign up on the website where they can um, so that we can stay in touch. And as soon as the books are published, then they can get that information as well. I mean, I do have social media profiles, the Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and everything. So anyone that's interested, just look for Sheila Price Brooks. Um, and it's just one word on any of those social media platforms and you'll find me there. Wow. Listen to what um, this guy says on your website. It says, I would need a great deal more space to describe all the positive life-changing things that Sheila has introduced me to. I'm amazed at her thoughts on relationships, freedom, forgiveness, and planning. And there were numerous other things that she helped me bring to the fore. The discovery of thoughts and opinions I was carrying was so enlightening. She has an easy, patient, highly intuitive manner, giving guidance without leading, easily helping me to understand myself deeply. To be allowed to discuss things so openly with someone I felt I could trust was a revelation in itself. The strong trust created in our session was key to enabling me to think, to grow, and to make my decisions. I now look, I now look forward to dealing with situations. Sheila is a fantastic coach. That's some that's some high praise there for people. That's coming from somebody that obviously is admitting that they've had struggles opening up to people to begin with, you know. And uh, not only did you help them do that, but you helped them make their own decisions. You ever you, you ever notice that people that have problems opening up are incredibly sweet and heartfelt people who worry so much about what others think. It's not, it's not that they're bad people or they're weak. It's just that they worry too much about others' happiness and not their own. Do you notice that? Yes, definitely. Um, all the time, you know. Um, and I think that's all part of what we were talking about earlier where we were saying about society and, and control um, and all of that. And they don't really pay attention enough to themselves and their own needs really because the focus is always externally on other people. And I think also that because I, I recognize that you're, you're, you're where you're at 
you know, um, wherever that may be, that's where you're at. But there is there are also aspirations. We all have them, aspirations, and um, that's part of that's part of being human. Aspirations and desires and things that we would want to do if we if we if we could do them. Mm-hmm. So there's there's the gap between where we're at and those aspirations and desires. And I think the the challenge is how you manage that. For some persons, it's it's they, they manage it very well because they're moving. They feel as though they're making progress. They're they're on their way. For others who are stuck there, there's that frustration um, and that unhappiness. Yeah. You know, with not with not making any progress towards their desires. Um, and I think, and I, well, I do speak to a lot of people who are in that, in that place and it's just very gently holding one, holding the hand and showing someone that they have a choice and that they can make a, make, 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 have a different life, that things can be different, you know, um, and to to have that self confidence and that self belief in themselves, I think that's hugely important. To to trust yourself and to have that self belief in yourself, um, that's very very powerful. Yeah, it is right. Like we get, um, I don't know, we get so caught up in what other people think and feel, and and it's not it's not because we're bad people it's because I, I you know like i really believe a lot of people have been raised up they're happy when they're children but a lot of people get raised up to be ashamed of who they are and what they want and their own happiness like i think it's a societal thing sometimes i'm not trying to blame society i just think there's too many programs out there and too many long-running generational mentalities that do these types of things to us you know yeah i mean it's it's, again it's all it's also a part of control you know you should do what i think you should do you know you should look how i think you should look Mm -hmm. you should be you should be living where i think you should live you should wear what i think you should wear you know it's all it's all about control and again, it's, it's, it's far more easier to have a society that you can control. You know, it's, it's much easier to manage a society that is controllable, you know. But within that, one loses a sense of themselves. And that's when the gap arises, the gap between who you are and your higher self in terms of who you know you can be and who you get this you get this deep gut-wrenching feeling that that you should really be somebody else or doing something else or aspiring to something else you know um but society tries to control that and then the majority of people conform and work with what other people think they should be doing i call that the peanut gallery um and we kind of live based on what the peanut gallery think we should be doing, you know? The peanut um, gallery, that's a good name for them. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what happens with the majority of the majority of people. But the power is with the individual, you know. Um, and the, the, it just kind of is to it's just to bring it back home. It's to bring it back within the individual, and mm. to bring give back that individual power and let the individual know that they have that power that they have that ability and and that it all all I'm saying here is to live live a life that you can be happy with and live live your life it's your life to, to live how you want to live it really right. i mean as long as you're not causing harm or you know or shall, I should say deliberately causing harm or hurting other people or whatever it might be, I, I really can't see um, why one shouldn't live life as they would desire it and try and try and accomplish the dreams that they have, you know, um, because it's all possible, it's all attain, it's all attainable. It's just negotiating your path through that, through that journey, and making it happen. You know. Yeah. So, so what would you say the wildest and most powerful, either spiritual out of body experience or sleep paralysis experience you ever had in your life was? Like, really, one that you feel is massively transitional for you i'm sure you had quite a few but just get an example of one um i think that i don't know if it's transitional but it's the I, the thing that that i find most surprising is when i have those i mean i call it the, the dream loop um you called it false awakening oh really yes yeah yeah i think when that happens to me it always um Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm woken up and I'm kind of really overwhelmed whenever that happens because it's almost as though I was living another life whilst I was sleeping because it felt so real. I can remember having one of those. I got up out of bed, I had a shower, I got dressed, you know, I went through the door and then it repeated and it felt so normal until I woke up and I realized that it was a dream. I, I felt all of those sensations and emotions like it was real. I think when those when that when I have those experiences, that that's always um, it, it just makes me feel so sure that other there's there's something else going on here you know, yeah. that hasn't been explained rationally. But for sure, I'm having these experiences. And I don't know if it's categorized as paranormal, it, whether it's a dimensional shift, whether or not it's completely spiritual or energy-based, but something, there is a phenomenon here that's going on when we sleep, for sure. Um, and it can't be denied because, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking my truth and I know for sure that these things are going on when I sleep. 
it's almost as though there's a whole other life, another chapter of my life that's going on when I'm when I'm sleeping mm-hmm. uh, that I haven't been able to control in the way that I can control this physical experience. But I'm working my way in terms of understanding it more and more. You know, it's yeah. it's getting clearer more and more. The trippy world and I, in there. That's the to me. That's the spirit world where everything speaks through symbolism and emotion. You know, uh, I don't know. That's yeah. just me. Yeah, I, I mean, I it does. It does. It's also though the fact that you can. I can fly. I can go yeah. up to different planets. I mean, I've gone past the Earth. You know, there are nights when I'm I'm in the sky. You know. You went to other planets, just kind of like, kind of like flying. I, I'm not even floating. I'm flying around, and then there are times when I can zap into different people's houses. (laughs) That's cool. You know, (laughs) so (laughs) there's just it's just amazing uh, the things that go on. No one ever gets mad at you for that. Uh, if I was one of your uh, uh, clients, I would tell you, can you stop by and visit me in the dream world and help me with these these entities or hags? Has anybody ever asked you to do that? Yeah, I do get that. I do get that. Um, I get that as well as, you know, um, um, because it's a spiritual engagement. And I think, and not even I think, most people that, that I work with recognize that it's a spiritual engagement. The thinking is that there must be a way to spiritually zap and get rid of the entities. Mm. Um, so it, it takes, it takes the experience and the remedy to another level, which is about, um, is there, is there, um, is there a way that we can, immediately get rid of these evil entities by maybe some potion or some charms or by burning specific things or is there a way a technique in that way that it can stop you know and and whilst then there may well be the approach that i take is very much about changing your perspective changing your energy lifting up your energy because once you're of a, your your energy is of a higher level you override it so to speak it, it, it's no longer compatible with you you know so my approach is very much based on those types of practices and exercises to transcend sleep paralysis and move move beyond it recognizing that the entities are there. The entities are definitely there, but they are no longer compatible in in your space because energetically, it, they just it, they 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 can't survive with that energy that you are now emitting, which is of a much higher frequency. Okay. Well, can you? Hmm. We only got a couple of minutes left here. Can you tell us? Yeah, can you tell everyone how that they can find you, how they can find you on the web, and how they can work with you? I'm sure there's some people interested, definitely. 
Okay, so I'd say definitely um, check out the, the website. There are a couple of pages that I'm still working on, but wherever you can, put in your name and email address, um, and, I'll, and I'll, you can connect with me that way. Or you can send me an email. The email address is on the website. It's info at sheilapricebrooks.com. The social media profiles are all Sheila Price Brooks. Um, so you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm S Price Brooks. And I'm quite open um, and um, easily to contact. You know, you can just send me a message on Facebook if you want to reach out. And I'm quite responsive on all of the platforms if you want to get hold of me. And I would say again, do reach out, do give me your email address, your contact details, because when the books comes out, I'll be doing more events. Yes, I'm doing coaching, but I've got quite a lot more stuff that's going on in the pipeline. And okay. so if we stay in touch, then you'll be part of that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the program. We've got to get out of here really fast, but thank you again for coming on. It was a real pleasure speaking with you, Sheila. And likewise, the, the honor was all mine. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You guys go to the website, SheilaPriceBrooks.com. We do got to roll out here real fast. The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gables coming up. Uh, the views and opinions of this show do not represent the network, the show, the guests, all that stuff. You know that, right? And uh, thank you for the patrons. Thank you, guys. Thank you for your support. We'll see you guys tomorrow night, same time, same channel, with Kathleen Martin will be joining us. The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gables coming up next. You guys have a good night. <laughs>